Welcome to Grass Talk Radio. This show is for people who play bluegrass music and anybody who might want to. The prison guard shut the iron door behind me. Howdy folks and welcome to this bonus edition. If you haven't figured it out already, bonus editions are sort of my way of saying that this episode might not be of interest to the wider Grass Talk Radio audience, that it's a little more specialized. Um, This one is like that. However, I want to enlist your help that even if you think this isn't of personal benefit or interest to you, I would ask you to listen to it, but because I'm going to make the case that it could be beneficial to you, even if not personally. So let, let me explain. I have uh, once again been using the beaver effect. Go back and listen to that episode. And I have completed a project. And it is called the Bluegrass Base Complete Learning System. And it is now available on my website at bradleylaird.com slash base. Now, I thought I'd take a minute and and go back and explain how this came to be. Because writing, initially I sat down and I wrote the Bluegrass Base Instruction Course, a PDF ebook, 93 pages, in which I, like a scribe, codified or codified what I know to be helpful to someone trying to learn to play the bass. And that process of turning on a computer to having it up on the web took about two weeks. And you might get the erroneous impression from that, that, oh man, the guy sat down and wrote a bass. (laughs) He wrote a how to play the bass book in two weeks. And that is completely untrue. So let me tell you, I bought my first bass back about 1978, a 1949 KM1. And my motivation was I wanted to play in a bluegrass band and by hook or crook, I was going to do it. And so, you know, if I ended up being a bass player, so be it. So I got a bass. Now, as you probably know, I primarily performed as a mandolin player over many, many years. But I had that bass, and I was trying to learn to play it. And in about 1979, a friend of mine, Buddy Ashmore, I was talking to him on the phone, and he said, we've got a gig this weekend playing at Indian Lake. And it was with his band called the Iron Mountain String Band. But our bass player can't make it. And I piped up and I said, well, I could play bass. And you know what? You know, I talked in just a recent episode about desire and belief, belief and desire. I had the belief that I could do it. I had the bass. I'd been playing it and taking it to some jam sessions, fooling around with it. I probably had maybe 30 or 40 total hours of playing on that bass. 
and I, you know, being a very rank beginner, I thought I could, I could probably do this gig. So I show up for the gig, I get my bass out, and they start tearing through the tunes. I was completely lost. There were a few songs that they did that I knew, like old Joe Clark. They had a fiddler called Roy Alston, and he'd play all these fiddle tunes. I did not know any of them. And then Ashmore would launch into a Merle Haggard tune, play it in the key of E, and I'd never played a song in the key of E. And I'll tell you what, I played very softly and quietly. I got no compliments on my bass playing. I actually got a couple of dirty looks from Mr. Smooth, <laughs> rightfully so. I was humiliated. Luckily, the audience was very small. And you might think that was a disastrous experience. But when I put that bass back in my car and drove home, all the way home, I browbeat myself for being such an ignorant moron. What was I thinking? Just having a bass and, you know, knowing how to do a boop, boop, boop on a G and a C and a D, that doesn't cut it. And I just proved it. Fell flat on my face, completely stunk. Well, there went my belief. There almost went my desire. But I determined on that ride home that this was not going to be the case in the future. That I was going to figure this thing out. I heard other bass players, and they didn't fall flat on their face. They seemed to know every tune. They seemed to be able to play in any key. I didn't even know people played in every key. I just assumed, you know, they were going to play the stuff I knew, which was a completely dumb assumption. Ignorant, inexperienced, naive. That was me. And I decided I'm going to change that. And that was way back in the late 70s. This is, what, 70s? Let's see, 80s, 90s, 2000, 2010s. We're almost to 2020. We're pushing 50 years. And I've maintained that desire over that whole period of time to learn something about how to play the bass. So, over the years... I would have some people occasionally come to me and want bass lessons because maybe they'd see me playing in a jam or getting up and playing a couple tunes with somebody. And so I began to put materials together. This is back in the 90s. And over time, I realized that I had a pretty good collection of thoughts on paper. So I kind of bunched it all together and would use that with my students. You know, show them these little charts and, you know, tab out songs and stuff like this. Well, about 2017, I got to looking through all that material and thinking about all of what I had learned about playing a bass, mostly by doing it wrong and then observing other people. How do they do it? talking to bass players, listening to great bass players. 
And I thought, let me go back and redo this. Let's just start with the blank slate. That, what do they call it? The tabula rasa. Let's just open up a blank document. And I'm going to start typing and talking about bluegrass bass and how important it is. That turned into the Bluegrass Bass Instruction Course downloadable PDF ebook. And it also comes with a bass tuning track. That, that's what's been up on my site for several years, and I, I've sold quite a few of these. Obviously, I think it is a very good method book, goes far deeper than than the typical stuff you might learn in a quick workshop or take a few lessons. I really get into some of the philosophy and dive deep into some of the technique and the concepts and the logic. But I also just teach boilerplate methods for, you know, how to survive in a jam session, how to play a pattern that'll work over any chord, you know. I do that stuff in the book because I do want to get people playing but I also want them to understand that there's more than one way to skin this cat. In fact, there are an infinite number of possible bass lines. And you could say there are an infinite number of possible degrees of excellence in executing said bass line. And so I'm trying to really, you know, lay this on everybody. Any, that is, anybody who is interested in learning to play the bass. And now, let me, let me ask you for your help. If you're hanging in here listening to this and you're not a bass player, you might say, well, I don't play the bass. I am just about to hit the stop button and go find something else to do. Well, I want to remind all of you non-bass players that, A, you may one day be in a position to become a bass player. You may want to do this. There are many people, and, and oftentimes a, a good musician who has played for many years on some other instrument instantly takes to the bass because they can apply all of the musical principles that they've learned on other instruments in other words, their mus musicianship carries over to the bass, and it's a whole lot easier. I mean, instead of bellyaching about lack of a bass player, we don't have a good bass player, maybe you might decide to become a bass player. And so if so, then hang in here and listen to what my latest creation is. If you think, well, I, you know, I will never do that, you and I both know how important a bass, and in particular, good bass playing, is to bluegrass music. We've all been in that situation. Jam session, even a band, where the bass player just isn't that good. Why aren't they good? Well, it could be that they don't know certain things. They're just limited in their knowledge. Or it could be that they are limited in their amount of care. Maybe they just don't care. And there you are, your wonderful music being hindered 
by a lousy bass player. Well, a lot of lousy bass players are simply lousy like I was back in, you know, 78 or 79. For lack of information and lack of experience. And many of these people would turn into better players if they took the initiative to attempt to be a better bass player. So what I'm saying to you as a non-bass player, or you don't ever want to play the bass, you can possibly suggest this to other people. Tell somebody else about it. You got a struggling newbie bass player? Point them to this that I'm about to describe. My Bluegrass Bass Complete Learning System. It will make them a better bass player quicker than if they have to figure it out on their own over the course of 40 years. You know, who's got time to wait for that? So, it could benefit you personally because tomorrow... You might start having arthritis problems and you're just not able to play that mandolin like you used to. But you still love bluegrass and you got a lot of music in your head. You might want to be a bass player. It's always very handy. I went to a, a festival uh, last summer. And it was the first bluegrass festival in my life that I've ever attended that I did not take my mandolin to. I didn't take anything but the bass. I just said, you know what? I'm going to take my bass. I'm going to wander around. And whenever I find a jam session that doesn't have a bass player or the bass player, you know, needs to take a break, I'm just going to play bass. I had a ball. It was wonderful. It was as good as all that other stuff, playing banjo and mandolin, guitar and dobro. I had a great time. And I, I felt like I was contributing to a, you know, better sounding jams by getting in there and trying to play well. So here's what I've put together. I have taken the Bluegrass Bass Instruction Course PDF ebook, and I have expanded it to a complete learning system. Because the book alone as you know from any instructional books that you have ever used, some things are better explained in words and charts and tablature and notation and so on and graphs and written paragraphs. I mean, some of the, I'm not saying that the content in that book is not valuable, but there are just some things you can't impart through words. So I tried to incorporate visual aids in this complete learning system and also a means of getting some real experience. So here's what the complete learning system now contains. It starts and I'm going to rustle some papers because I printed out the web page that it is described on. You basically get nine things in the complete Bluegrass Bass and you know, Complete Learning System. The first thing you get is that Bluegrass Bass Instruction Course PDF. You get that. That's the basic book as an ebook. Then you get videos. I've been busy. 
I've been recording bass videos to demonstrate some of the things that are shown in the Bluegrass Bass Instruction Course. Because I can tell you and I can give you a still picture of, you know, left hand fingering options or left hand damping or right hand techniques and so on. I can try to explain it in words, but it might make a lot more sense if you could just see it being done. So I did that. I created four video lessons that demonstrate and talk about and, and show these physical things, bass being very physical, that take place while playing the bass. So that's the first thing, adding video lessons. However, I did not bog down and now I'm going to make a video of, you know, song number one on page 12 and then song number two and so on. I didn't do that because frankly, I don't think you need that. What you need are the things that are not easily described in words. Like I was showing a guy the other night at a jam session. He, he was holding my bass. Just, I was like, here, hold this thing a second. And I went over and refilled my tea, came back, and he was plunking away at it. And I thought, you know, the guy, the guy's playing a little bit, but he, he, you just look at him and see that he does not know what he's doing. He's handling it like it's an electric bass. And that's the kind of thing a video can do. When you see it and things in motion, you go, oh, wow, okay. That's what that whole page of prose was trying to explain to me. So you got the videos. Then the next thing you have is the Jam Session Survival Book, ebook, both versions, the classic version, which can be printed out and carted around to a jam session, or the, the mobile version, which can be slapped on your iPhone or iPad or something like that, if you're one of those high-tech people. I include both of those in the complete learning system. Because, just like when I was playing with the Iron Mountain String Band at my first ever bass gig and totally screwed up, it's because I didn't know the songs. I didn't know the chord progressions. So, I'm not above cheating. If somebody would have handed me a sheet of paper that had the chord progression written out, I would have played better. They would have been happier that I was playing better, not hitting a bunch of wrong chords, guessing at the chords. Those that jam session survival thing can be a lifesaver. And it teaches you what you don't know. Because if you don't know the chords to Red Haired Boy, you can't play the chords to Red Haired Boy. And then you come away after going, well, I had to look at the jam session survival on that one. Maybe I should practice that, you know. <laughs> Maybe I should memorize that. But it's an expedient tool. They are cheat sheets, but I put them in there. The next thing that's in the complete learning system are jam tracks because you got to get some experience actually doing it and going to a jam session where you play a song one time through and you're done. Well, you either did it or you didn't, and then they move on to something else. With a set of good quality jam tracks with good timing, you can do this stuff over and over and over and over and over. So I've included in the complete learning system, 
55 bluegrass jam tracks and let me just turn down in here to uh, let's see uh, I want to make sure I describe this correctly the jam track collection includes 55 bluegrass practice jam tracks all songs are presented at multiple speeds so I, I forget the exact number of tunes but most of them are at three different speeds so you work with that or that person you want to be a better bass player that you're going to tell them about this thing you want them to be better just point them to this and you know light their fuse this will help because you can gain some experience playing along with jam tracks i've done a whole podcast episode on that so you get that you get that with it i've, I've suggested this to people you know people that buy the bluegrass bass instruction course pdf ebook only i right after that say you might also want to get the jam session survival book and you might want to get the well, but they don't because they you know they want to spend as little as possible and so they miss the great learning opportunities that you can get by playing along with the jam tracks now when you go in there and they hit you know salt creek you've already done it you've done it multiple times You've played the easy version from the book and you've played the more advanced version with the book and you've merged them into something that you like or you've written your own baseline, but you've done it. It's no surprise to you. If I had done that work prior to that first bass gig, I would have might have even gotten a compliment, you know, I don't know. So that's in there. You got the bluegrass jam track collection. The next thing that you have in the complete learning system are metronome tracks god every teacher preaches the value of metronomes using a metronome and these days with all the ipods and ipads and you know everybody's walking around with a bluetooth headset on and you know it makes sense to have a digital version of a metronome because if you're practicing and you're just practicing without a time reference without a track without a good musician playing along with you or without a metronome you might be wrong that's the value of a metronome it keeps you honest the metronome doesn't know if you exist it doesn't care if you exist it simply clicks tick tock and you have to get with it and that you having to get with it makes you a better player makes you a better musician this is true i don't care what instrument you play it's my guess that most of the people who bought the complete mandolin learning system or the treasure chest which includes the 24 metronome tracks it is my guess that most people never use them but i'm just saying if you will use them you will see great improvements in your timing and if you have better timing you make better music you make better music you make more friends you get more playing opportunities you enjoy, you make better music it takes training though you know so the metronome track collection is in there it is a set of 24 mp3 tracks that i created this is when I had my home studio and I, I set up a kind of a woodblock tech talk sound and ran it at 24 different tempos ranging from 40 beats per minute all the way up to 160 beats per minute. 
And in the slow ranges, I increment by 10 beats a minute. So I go from 40 to 50 to 60 to 70. But as it gets faster, I make the increments smaller. I go down to 5 beat a minute changes, you know, 70, 75, 80. Then I start going 84, 88. I'm making the speed increases less because you need that, you know. If you can play it at 40, you can probably play it at 50. But if you can play it at 155, I don't know if you can jump to 160. You might need 156. So anyway, what I'm saying is the, I don't have the speed uh, chart listed in front of me, but they, they tighten up and the increments get smaller as you get up into the higher end above 100 beats a minute. So what you can do, each one of these is, is three minutes long. So you line them all up in your iTunes player, your Windows Media Player, whatever, and you make a folder, playlist, and you put these tracks in there. Now, there's something you're trying to become better at. It could be playing a tune. It could be playing 12-bar blues in D off page you know, 52 of the bass instruction course. I don't care what it is you're doing. You put it on. You get the thing loud enough so that you can really hear it. And you start playing at 40 beats a minute. It goes for three minutes. You're going like, oh, God, that's slow. It's too easy. Good. That's good. Then it just clicks to the next track, and now it's clicking away at 50, and you do it again. Automatically. You don't, you don't have to do anything. It's an automatically progressing higher speed. It's an automated metronome if you use tracks. Use a metronome, you got to stop, reset the metronome, start it again. You don't have to do that. You just start the playlist, play from 40 to as high as you can go, and still be playing well. And you'll know where you are. You can play Foggy Mountain Breakdown at 100 beats a minute, or 104, 108, 112. You'll know where you are. You can measure your progress. Anyway... The metronome track collection is in the Bluegrass Bass Complete Learning System because you need it and you probably won't buy it. So I'm just going to stick it in there and maybe, you know, guilt you into actually using it. Then comes the final part of this Complete Learning System. And this is something that when I left that Iron Mountain string band gig with my tail between my legs and my bass shoved in the back of my 78 Dodge Colt, humiliated, my biggest problem were two things. The first problem was I didn't know the songs. I didn't know the chord progressions. Well, Jam Session Survival would have helped would have helped a lot might not have certainly doesn't have every song ever written in it but it would have helped because they did play a lot of those songs they played sitting on top of the world will the circle be unbroken you know stuff like that some of those i knew that was problem one i didn't know the chord progressions problem two and this is a big problem i've seen bass players that have been playing 15 20 years and they still have this problem and that is the inability to play in any key. You may know Salt Creek in A, but God forbid somebody were to play it in G. 
Now you're lost because you memorize the chords by letter names rather than thinking about them as a transposable possibly play it in any of 12 keys. You didn't, you didn't learn that. So I devised a way to assist a person to learn to play in all 12 keys. And when I say that, I'm saying all 12 major keys. And I, I don't want to get down into the, the weeds here and talk about major and minor keys, but essentially major and minor are the same. Just depends on what note you start on. And for a bass player, if you're playing boom, 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 one, five, one, five on a G chord, they can switch to G minor and it's still okay. You're still playing one, five because the, the one and the five don't change when it goes to minor. But anyway, all that aside, I created a set of practice tracks in which you learn to play a one, four, one, five, one. 12 bar blues song a three chord wonder in all 12 keys starts track one is bluegrass band chuck along 80 beats a minute boom chick boom chick boom chick g g g g then it goes to c c c back to g g g down to d d d back to g two three four and it repeats a few times through Guitar, mandolin, little bass in there too. Just a rhythm track of that basic 12-bar blues in G. So you're playing that on your bass. The next track is the same song played in G sharp, also known as A flat. We've moved up a half step. It's like that crazy guitar player stuck his capo on the wrong fret. What's he doing playing? What key is he in? So now he's in the key of G sharp. Well, can you still play the same thing, that one four one five one progression? Can you do it? Well, if you practice with this track, you will be able to do it. And when that track is finished, now you're in A. And the next track is in B flat. And the next track is in B. The next track is in C. The next track is in C sharp. D. D sharp. E. F. F sharp, and you're back to G. All 12 major keys, a 1, 4, 5 progression in all of them. And you're going to subconsciously learn to navigate from the 1 chord to the 4, and back to the 1, and where's the 5, and back to the 1. You're going to learn this without even trying. So you have those tracks. And if you've done a little work with them, and you do them in the order that I suggest in the, in the learning system, you're going to start with the common keys, then you're going to do the, the four most common, then you're going to do the next four, and with those eight, you've got most all of the bluegrass keys that you will ever encounter. And then if you thrill seeker, you can learn the final four keys that nobody ever plays in in bluegrass. But you never know. Uh, last Tuesday night after the jam session, I was playing bass down at Pat's place, and an accordion player walked in, a guy named Joe. Somebody was having a birthday party, wanted him to bring his accordion down. And I was like, oh, man, you're walking in just as we quit. You could have got up here with us. He's like, well, stick around, you know, play play some bass with me. I said, okay. He says, I'm going to start with beer barrel polka, key of C. And then I'm going to go to F. And so I just started playing beer barrel polka on the bass, playing kind of a tuba part. 
when he went to the key of F, I didn't freak out because I learned how to do this stuff. You know, I learned where the one, four and five are in F and you can too, or that ailing bass player that stop complaining about that bass player. Give them a gift, buy them the complete bass learning system, you know, help them out. It'll help you out. It's a roundabout way of helping yourself, you know? So you get the 12 tracks, the one, four, five. And by the way, these, these are the same tracks that I use with my book, mandolin training camp, because I'm trying to teach the same skill to a mandolin player. I want a mandolin player to be able to play in any key and not freak out. It's just one, four, one, five, one. And then, you know, you can play the two, the three, the six and so on. But, you know, it starts with that basic triangle of where is one, where is four, where is five. You can learn that by practicing with these tracks. And I, I use the exact same tracks. And I thought I've used them with my bass students over the years. Pull out those tracks. I'm like, look, bass players need these too. And then there's the 13th track. And I call this the graduation exercise track. So you've gone through all this stuff. And you get to track 13, kind of like the 13th floor on an elevator. You get to track 13. That one track is a bluegrass rhythm section playing. Boom, chick, boom, chick, boom, chick, boom, chick, boom. It starts on a C chord and it proceeds around the circle of fifths. So it goes from C to a G chord. Then the fifth of G is a D, it goes to D, then it goes to A, then it goes to E, then it goes to B, and it works its way all the way around. You will play all 12 chords in one song. So when you can do that using either the simplified two note patterns that I lay out in the basic course, or by devising your own bass line and walking and leading tones and all that stuff is explained in the bluegrass bass instruction course PDF. If you can confidently do that and not freak out when it hits the F sharp, that you're just as comfortable in F sharp as you were in E or you were in D, then the course has worked. And that's all I'm trying to do. I'm trying to help you make better music. So there it is. The complete learning system for bluegrass bass. You get the bluegrass bass instruction course, 93 page PDF. You get the jam track collection, 55 bluegrass jam tracks, 17 songs at multiple speeds. You get both versions, the print and the mobile version of jam session survival with the hundred chord progressions to the 100 most played bluegrass jam tunes. You get the metronome track collection, and I pray that you will actually use it. And you get the play the bass in all 12 keys system. Oh, and I forgot, there is also a 30-page play bass in all 12 keys guidebook where I sat down and I wrote out two solos for each key. So your 12-bar blues and G, I wrote out, tabbed out, standard notation, both. The basic, just the basic two-note patterns, the one your mom plays when she gets up and plays bass. The boom, 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 boom for G, and she memorized where C is, and she memorized where D is. I write that out. And then I write out a second version that's more like 
how I would play it on Monday. On Tuesday, I'd probably play it different. On Wednesday, it's different. But I give you two options. I give you the very basic boilerplate, move the patterns around, you know, the cheat sheet method. And I also give you, now here's, this is a little more musical. This, you know, you're playing in multiple octaves and you're walking and you're things like that. I wrote it out. Then I go to G sharp. I did the same thing for that. How would I actually play this? And how would a beginner perhaps play it? Then we go to key of A. In other words, I've got the tab and standard notation for two different versions for all 12 keys. This took some time, folks. Took some time. And as if that weren't enough, when I got all this done, I realized that when somebody downloads this file and it's about a half a gig, it's, you know, 500 megabytes of stuff. It's going to take you a while to download it. Please use a desktop or laptop computer. Don't try to download this to your iPhone. Use a real computer to download it. You're going to unzip the file and you're going to see these folders and all these tracks and these PDF documents. And I don't want you sitting there scratching your head like, what, what should I do first? So to cap this off, I wrote the base lesson plan. It's a simple four page PDF document where I take you step one, step two, step three, step four. For example, step one would be find the bluegrass base instruction course PDF, open it and read pages one through eight. Step two, locate the bass tuning track. Tune your bass using the instructions found on pages nine and 10. You know, that sort of thing. So, because I, I want people to shuffle back and forth from things. Once, if you're up to the point in the bluegrass bass instruction course, where I'm now have mentioned how use these patterns and you can play over all 12 chords, major and minor. That's the point in which I suggest go to the jam session survival, try this song, then try this song and see if you can apply that technique to those songs. And at certain points I'll say, okay, now go watch the video called right hand techniques, then come back. So it is a step-by-step -step guide of navigating through all of these tracks and these videos and these PDFs and all the song arrangements. And I just, how would I teach it? What order would I teach it? And I wrote it all down. That little four page document could be printed out and used as a checklist and just mark off. Here's where I am in my studies. I wish I had this when I started, I would have been up and running and been a much better bass player a lot sooner, but that was back in 1979. This is 2019, 89, 99, 2009, 2019. Don't do that right. 89, 99, 2009, 2019, 40 years. So what you're getting are 40 years of me learning it the hard way and then taking the time to gather it all together as the complete bluegrass bass learning system. So if you think you might want to take up the bass, go to bradleylaird.com slash bass 
and read all about it, order it, download it, and get busy. Or if you think it would help someone you know, possibly someone you're trying to enlist as a bass player, but you know, it's funny how people will be like, oh man, I wish we had a bass player. And then they, hey, what about, uh, what about Bert's wife? You know, she's not doing anything. She gets up and sings with us, but she doesn't play anything. You know, what if, and they start looking at Chinese bases, you know, on Amazon. You're going to buy a base for 750 bucks or something. And, and then somebody in the band who doesn't play bass is going to show her how to do it and put tape all over the bass and stuff. You know, she's only going to go so far. Point that person to my bluegrass bass complete learning system and you're doing yourself a favor and you're and you're helping me so anyway that's it this is my the close of my bonus episode announcing the completion of my bluegrass bass complete learning system and i didn't mention this what what kind of marketing guy am i if you bought all this stuff separately and I would recommend all of those things. Some of this stuff you can only get by getting the system. But if you bought all these things separately, it would cost you 98 bucks, Which, frankly, is a small price compared to the price of a set of upright bass strings or a set of, or, or the bass itself, or even a bag to put your bass in. 98 bucks to learn all this. 40 years of my blood, sweat, and tears poured into this. 98 bucks. However... I'm not selling it for 98. You get the whole thing for 55. <laughs> I'll show you how insane I am. So you're going to save a bunch of money. If you just get it all at once, get busy studying, get busy practicing, and you're going to turn into a bass player. So that's the deal. Uh, go over to bradleylaird.com slash bass or spread it around the internet and tell all the other would-be bass players about my complete learning system. I'll take care, and I'll talk to you back in the regular podcast.